millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Triple Jump podcast. It's a video game podcast. My name is Ben. My name is Peter. And my name is Ashton. Johnny Shirts. Do you like these? Not that one. Do you like these shirts? I can probably well, still buy that hoodie. Though, I mean, I like yeah, that one. Yeah, this hoodie's. Nice. This Do you like that hoodie? Do you like these shirts? Wow. It's only a wild card entry shirt, and a, oh yeah, here we go, sports time shirt. You can buy them right now at triple jump, triple jump shirt. dot com. Go get them while they're hot. New merch. It's happened. We finally done it. It did happen. Um, go check it out. How are you enjoying all of the new merch that you've had samples of, Ashton? I. Ha- I love it. Mm. Everything is so high quality and soft. Yeah. And I've seen everything. Especially the pins. Especially the pins. Yeah. They're very soft. They are. There's some pins. There's a USB. There's all sorts. That's it. That's it. Go check it out. Triplejumpshop.com. That's what we've been working on for seven months. Uh, Triplejumpshop.com. Go check it out. We'll get straight to work on the next merch drop, hopefully in time for We've already got a list. We've already got a list, and we are checking it twice. Uh, Mm. But yes, wildcard shirt. Sports time shirt. Sports time. Go get it checked. I am wearing This is our video game podcast. We do it once a week. We get questions from you if you support us on Patreon. And we also have a sponsor each and every week, don't we? A very Mm -hmm. real video game adjacent sponsor. I have the ad read here. Announcing the dual releases of Life is Strange Blue Colors and Life is Beige True Colors. Finally, a port of a popular video game that uh, serves the perception of the dog's color spectrum. Blue right? and beige. Blue and beige. Is that true, is it? Dogs have not actually been... Sorry? Is that true? They can only see blue and beige? Well, I googled dog's color perception uh-huh. and the range was beige to blue. Okay. So, so I guess, yeah, it's true. Beige is, is a sort of an, a, a recognized okay. scientific Okay, well, desaturated color. then. Just, just yellow, I guess. That rhymes yeah. with strange. It does. Sort of. It's great. Yeah. So thank you. Yellow to blue. So <laughs> finally, the, the massively underserved dog community uh-huh. 
will be able to enjoy this game in sort of the range of colors that they can actually physically perceive with their dog eyes. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's sort of like a twin release, like, you know, the Pokemon games they come out and there's always two of them. Two colors. Yeah. So we got blue. Life is Strange blue colors and Life is Beige sort of in the Strange true colors, which is available right now. Cool. Quipscope, go and watch it or yeah. listen to it. Um, and that is actually not real. Oh. oh, sorry. Poor dogs. I mean, I don't really mind because I'm not a dog, but um, you know. Wow, that's a real closed-minded view. Of it is actually. Yeah. yeah. All um, the dogs. You know, if we said, "Oh, excited, I don't really mind so because I'm not a dog about everything," yeah. then you know, it'd be a really I'm bad world for dogs. Accessibility for dogs. Mm. No. Uh, dog racist, Peter Austin. Communities. Yeah. But, so. Raging dogs. Because I'm a human and they're better than dogs, so. Yeah, so are they? Whoa! I would. That say is so. ridiculous. You don't see dogs hitting people with cars, do you? Uh -uh. No. That's, That's an exclusively how, how a human behavior. <laughs> not capable. Yeah. Even if they wanted to, they couldn't. Their little doggy feet couldn't reach, can reach the, the pedals. pedals. But they're much Rubbish. cuter than every other human I've ever seen. That's true. That so they have that upper hand. But beauty yeah. fades. Well, not in dogs. It doesn't. Well, they're cute till the end. Yeah, yeah. some of them. I've seen some ugly dogs. Hmm. You seen some ugly dogs? Yeah, yeah I've seen some really ugly dogs. Not some once. real stinkers. They're cute till the end, unless they get hit by a car, in which case, right at the end, they're not very cute at all. And then the window rolls down. <laughs> Who's driving the car? A dog. A dog. And then it says, and then it goes ding, and it says directed by M Night Shyamalan. Anyway, sorry, this is not what we're here to talk about. We are actually sponsored by our wonderful patrons over at patreon.com forward slash team triple jump. Those of you who already support us on Patreon will have had an exclusive early heads up about the changing of the tiers and the rewards. I will say that the $1 tier, which you can support us at to submit questions to the podcast, will not be changing. There's nothing negative in the changes to the Patreon. No, it's just more stuff yeah. that you'll be getting each month if you do decide to support us. We'll be making the full announcement on Monday, telling you all of the cool things that you'll be getting if you go to patreon.com forward slash team triple jump. But please do consider going over there and supporting us in this podcast. We get questions from you, from you at home. So go and do it. Or we'll be sad and we'll talk about dogs hitting dogs in cars again. Anyway, moving on. Uh, we're also sort of sponsored in another form by the lovely people over at... Are you ready, Kieran? Kieran, are you ready? Kieran, are you ready? You're doing some live directing. Kieran? Are you prepared? Are you prepared? Are you ready? Triplejump.gg Hello everyone, as well as our extremely real and totally not fictitious in any way sponsor, we're officially partnered with PlayStation, Xbox and Nintendo to sell their codes through our own website, triplejump.gg. Here you can get everything from topping up your digital wallets to PlayStation Plus, Xbox Live Gold, Xbox Game Pass and Nintendo Switch Online subscriptions, as well as Minecraft mine coins. <laughs> mine coins? They'll be your coins any minute. <laughs> nice one, please. Yeah, thanks very much. It's 100% legitimate, directly supports us and provides you with the delightful digital currencies you're going to buy anyway. Visit triplejump.gg to browse our full stock. Triplejump.gg. This is a real sponsor. It's time then for question one. Samuel Benson has sent a question and says, Howdy Bap, with the upcoming releases of Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines 2, Blood Hunt, and Redfall, we seem to be getting a huge wave of vampire games. It is actually quite difficult to tell them apart. Whenever I see one of them, I'm like, oh, which, which one, one is that? Which one? Which one is that? All of them. Mm. What? 
None of them are bloodborne, I'll tell you that much. No. Uh, are there any mythical creatures you would like to see in more video games or have more video games focused around? Cheers. Thanks, Samuel. Thanks, Samuel. Thanks, Samuel. Um, I thought of one that I think it was based somewhat off. Well, no, actually, these are com- sort of two completely different ideas, but I, I just generally wanted to say that I really liked the bit in Uncharted 2 with the uh, in the Yeti cave. Um, three. It's two, isn't it? No, you're right. Yeah. Three two. is the ghost men, isn't you're it? You're right. Uh, so, uh, yeah, in Uncharted 2, there's, there's a cave that you go to on the Himalayas, mm. um, which has, I mean, quote unquote Yetis in them. They're actually Smurfs. Smurfs. Smurfs, yeah, exactly. They're they're like Wookies. The guardians of yeah, they're Wookies. They're the guardians of uh, what's it called? Uh, the place that he's looking uh, for. It's a funny name Shangri-La. for a place. Yes, one of those. Shangri-La. Uh, anyway, I thought that was really well done. It was very atmospheric. Um, you're just doing a lot of climbing, and there's a bit where you're like climbing up a a cliff, and there's oh, a thing in the foreground. I hate that. that. That made me jump so much. It just looks like a bit of rock in the foreground the way they just scale it and, and like pose it is very good and then suddenly it just moves and like walks out of frame and you're like, oh, what the flip is Christ. that it's time for uncharted to do a weird mythological thing yes they often do they don't do it in uncharted 4 which i was kind of sad about yeah very much an amy hennig quirk I think, mm, perhaps. Yeah. I know, yeah it's very indiana jonesy in that sense i guess um but so just generally wanted to say that was good wasn't it that mythological creature bit in that <laughs> yeah, game yeah uh, but i've come up with um, a game that I think will be pretty good. It's a walking sim, mm-hmm. um, and it is set on the on the shores of Loch Ness. Oh. oh. And it's sort of a mixture between the kind of thing that you get in a lot of walking sims, where it's more just about character relationships and stuff. And I've not come up with like a, an in-depth story, but you know, a guy is maybe just staying there, and there's maybe some like family troubles happening, um, and a, a lot of it is based around that and just his relationship. And you do a lot of walking around. Maybe uh, everybody's gone to the Rapture style, where there's a very mm. pretty, like Scottish village. In Vin- or well, Inverness isn't. It's not a village, is it? Um, but uh, then also coupled with that, there are bits, and there's more and more as you go, where maybe you're like you're seeing you're seeing something in in the lock, and oh, what was that? And Ooh. maybe there's a bit where like at one point you're like. You're on a rowing boat in the middle of the lock in like the. What fog. are you doing there? And Why have you gone out there? Why have you gone out there? There's a monster not, in not there. It. Yeah, I will. Monster pond. Monster. Uh, and you see like. That's what they call it in Scotland. Yeah, the monster pond, <laughs> the famous, monsty world pond. famous monster pond. <laughs> uh, because I think uh, there is a lot to be said for number one, Jaws style tension, where you don't mm. really see much of the monster until towards the end. Monster. Monster. Monster from yeah, the, the monster pond. Um, but also, I think deep water is flipping terrifying. Mm-hmm. And the idea of being in a game where I'm on a boat in the middle of a lake and I know that there's a monster in there. Maybe there's even a bit where you end up in the water. You fall in or something. And you can just no. see like really far down below you in the darkness. There's like something swimming around. Is it like a that? A battered Mars bar. A battered And Mars a can bar. of iron brew. No. <laughs> I was going to say, is it like that video where um, they edited someone like jumped into the ocean with a GoPro and then when they get in there, there's just like yeah, a, shark, a shark like yeah. right there. Yeah. Yeah, it's a bit like that. Yeah. Yeah, and then towards the end, you see more and more of it like Jaws. And then it probably has a bit of sweet ending where it's like, you don't have to like kill the monster or anything. You just like, in, in, in hunting for the monster, you repair the relationship with your daughter. 
as an absent <laughs> oh, parent that's nice. or something. Right. I don't know. Oh, by both of you getting eaten. Yeah. 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 You you uh, have a happy brand new relationship within the belly you of marry the, the Loch Ness the pond monster. monster. Nice. Yeah, you like, marry it. Jonah. You marry it. Jonah. Jonah. Yeah. 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 Mm. That's the one. Exactly. Kind of. That's what I want to see. A walking sim set in Inverness. Mm. I didn't think that much detail. I just kind of went of like, what kind of creatures do you not see a lot of? My first instinct was magical horses. Yes. Yeah. Like a unicorn. Yes. Maybe just a regular magic horse. Or maybe a Pegasus. 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 Imagine flying around on the back of a Pegasus. Sounds magic. You Sounds might be able to do amazing. that in uh, Hogwarts Legacy or something like that. You might like be able that. to, maybe, yeah. yeah. Maybe. maybe. Um, also, I was thinking angels and devils because there's not really a lot of games that like focus mm. on like the angels. And obviously there's like thousands of, or maybe not thousands, a lot of years of, yeah, probably thousands. Um, sorry, I'm going back and forth. You're How okay. many years since angels have been in a thing? Yeah, probably thousands. Probably thousands. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's like like loads of different iterations of angels, whether they're like a good thing or they're like kind of evil and bad. And I'd quite like to see a version of like the angels that's like a bit nasty, Ooh. scary. You should, except shouldn't play Darksiders, which is like that. But not actually very good. Oh, okay. <laughs> Dark the first one so I'd like that, but better. It has a surprising contingent of hardcore it fans. It does, Dark I know, Siders. yeah. Oh, really? I remember when 2 came out and people were saying, it's not like Zelda. And I played maybe five minutes of it and thought, this is just. Crap. So it was like Zelda because we played about five minutes of Zelda and. Oh! Whoa! Didn't play anymore. It's too early for spicy Zelda takes. The first Good one. Damn. The first Darksiders is not like. It's not dreadful, but they should have stopped immediately. Three, three wasn't good. Yeah. And then they did the War Mastered Edition, which I think is single-handedly yeah. the worst play on Remastered that anyone's done. Oh, yeah. wow. War Mastered. Shut up. That's, that sounds like something weird come up with. And we're not even being paid. <laughs> or are we? Or are we? Um, but yeah, angels. And maybe some devils sprinkled in there as well. Yeah. Just a little dust. Just a little, just a little, little dust and the demons, you know, yeah. just around. I think that would be fun. And the angels are really boring, but the, the demons or like the the devils, the devils are like they're super sexy, right? Yeah, they're like set, they've got like washboard abs, yeah, really powerful, sexy devils, and then the angels are like nerds, you yeah. know, bloody nerds, just losers. There is some really big like losers, crazy <laughs> sort of mythology in like towards the end of the Bible where it gets mm. real, you know, yeah. the end game stuff. <laughs> in the Book of Revelations, there's things where there's like monsters that have like forty eight eyes and like. Oh, it's got a head, yeah. but its head is made out of a big golden ring. So, yeah, rotating yeah. golden ring. Yeah, yeah. well, that's so. the thing, because obviously you've got like the version of Angels where it's just like a lovely, beautiful man with wings. Mm. But then you've also got like the real kind of messed up stuff yeah. that they people have taken and been like, what if Angels were just blooming crazy? It was a lion, weird. but made out of 666 trumpets. <laughs> oh, okay. Ooh, okay. I bet it sounded cool. great. Yeah. When, it, when it roared, my ears bled. <laughs> Imagine it's a rival. It would be. Oh would God! Do, do you reckon it would even itself. need a herald? No, no you'd it hear just it do coming. It the trumpet well, line. As it like angel. walked along, it would just go. Yeah. <laughs> 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 can't do a very good mouth. Oh, like that game, the trumpet lion angel. A trumpet lion angel. That's it. That's what we want. Thank you. Peter and I thought down similar lines. Um, I did actually put a joke in here, which I've realised and now ruined the punchline of. I was going to say. Zombies are a very underrepresented monster that could possibly have some games. Yeah. And that's the about as many laughs I, right, as okay. I would have got if I'd actually gone through with it. Uh, no, I want a game set at sea 
modern day oh. you're investigating like <laughs> no you're thanks. investigating a shipwreck you know you're there with your research crew or whatever right on your research vessel vessel and we get all the, we get all the sea creatures involved we get the sirens we get the mermaids we get the crackhens we get a hydra we get sea serpents we get mermen Maybe a yeti has learned how to swim. Oh, a swimming yeti. Uh, swimming yeti. And you start to go sort of slowly more bonkers and the crew begins to sort of turn on one another as you're haunted by visions of the past, the crew that you're investigating, you know, the shipwreck. Ooh. But also, there's also these, well, maybe ghost pirates, but mainly like there are these mythological sea creatures that are manipulating all of you and it starts wow. to get weirder as it goes on. Perhaps... Imagine it's like the, setting the Bermuda Triangle or something. Yeah, why not? Yeah, stick yeah. it there. Stick it. Imagine like a Dark Pictures anthology game, but like competent. Right. And that's <laughs> that's sort of what I'm going for here. You know, so like, Man of Medan. They yeah, they always stuff. have such great premises, but then they mm. massively underdeliver each time. That's sort of what I'm imagining here. Perhaps a third person decision based thing, and your crew goes bonkers, and they start to see weird. Maybe stuff. just to throw in all of the sea mythology. Maybe the ship. Shipwreck you're investigating. It was actually sunk by in the monster pond. A, a, in the monster pond, the big monster <laughs> pond, big monster the pond. biggest, the Pacific monster <laughs> pond. It was sunk by Atlantis. Oh, like the 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 Aquaman. guns in Atlantis shot the ship. <laughs> the Atlantis flat. And the mermaids cannons. are actually yeah. just like the people from Aquaman who are just kind of oh, real man, angry. Aquaman's in there too. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Jason so Momoa. there you go. You, you succumb to the crushing depths of the inky black mm. monster pond. <laughs> there's that, um, there's a uh, film based on the true story that inspired Moby Dick. Okay. Okay. A... Mobert Richard. <laughs> Mobert Richard, yeah. Um, and uh, the film is called, I think it's called The Heart of the Sea or The Heart of the Ocean. No, that's I've, the name of the that's thing. That's the name of, of Titanic. the diamond thingy. Yeah. It's called In the Heart of the Sea. That's okay. the name of the film. Something like oh. that. And it's about um, a guy on a whaling ship and it gets attacked by this giant white whale and it it like thrashes the ship to death with its tail and they Whoa. get shipwrecked and they have to like cannibalize each other. Not seen it, but I really want to. It's Sounds, done with Chris Hemsworth Sounds in fun. It. Maybe. Is that Chris Hemsworth? It's very yeah, low. It's got to be Chris Hemsworth. It's got a big whale tail on that yeah it looks like it. it can somebody um, please mock up a uh the crew of a whaling ship encounter a huge albino bull sperm whale which tests their resilience <laughs> and beliefs they are pushed to their limits to survive out there in the sea it's like a monster movie but it's based on i think an actual true story it came out on boxing monster day apparently oh, tom holland's we'll in eventually. it they did the monster mash i've tom never heard of this movie before chris hemsworth tom holland Celine murphy are in it it was a sort of not quite killian sorry <laughs> Not quite. Is, uh, it not, is it Killian? I think it's Killian. Yeah, yeah I think it's Killian. Oh, I thought it was Cillian. Yeah. I was saying it wrong this whole time. It's you, sort of, you sound a bit it silly. wasn't at the forefront of movies at the time. It was like just, you know, just like, just. just Chris Hemsworth's done a couple of movies like that, though. Yeah. Isn't it? It's not mm. relevant to games, but like The Huntsman and whatever. The Snow hell. White and the yeah. Huntsman. Oh, yeah. With... It was just sort of flew under the radar. Yeah. But the trailer, I've seen the trailer to that film multiple times. I think it looks really cool as a monster movie, but I've just never watched it. Mm. So maybe a game like that as well. Maybe. Yeah. Can someone please mock up a box art for the Dark Pictures anthology um, Mon Monsty Pond? Yeah. Monsty please. Pond. <laughs> I would like to see that. Let's move on to a section we've never done before. What's it called, Ashton? <gasps> it's called What We Playing. Oh. Peter Austin, what have you been playing this week? I've been playing two games this week. I have 
officially killed all of the orcs. Yeah. And they all died. They all dead. Oh. They've not all died. Oh, you no. can't. They just come forever That's and ever. That's ruined my dancing. Uh, forever and ever. I'll kill all the orcs. Forever and ever. Um. So I'd already, in the previous podcast, I had already finished the main story of Orcs Must Die 3, yeah. but it came mm-hmm. bundled with the, the Dulk, the yeah. oh, Dulcu, um, uh on Steam. I don't know if it was free for people on Stadia or if when they re-released it or did the secondary release on Steam, they said, oh, I'll throw that in for free. I'm, no idea. Yeah. Uh, but I finished that. That was only short-ish, but really hard Whoa! to get five stars or five skulls. If you want to do I do. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Uh, yeah, there were only like maybe five or six levels, but the last two or three took me, it basically took me an entire evening to do each one, like a whole sesh of like a couple of hours to get it to to five skulls. Um, but I had fun the whole time. It wasn't like, you know, banging my head against the desk. It was it was really good. It was fun. Uh, nice. But those, those flipping flying enemies, they really flip you up. <laughs> they flipping do. I'm so Why? used to just building a maze on the ground for people to walk through that's just full of, like, spiky things. And then you just get these, like, bats that just fly over the top of it all and you have to shoot them down and it sucks. Mm. Um, shoot except it, it down. Except it doesn't have a great time. Um, there's still more for me to play of that game if I wanted to. There's an endless mode, mm-hmm. uh, which is like a, you know, a horde mode in various different levels. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you make it to, I think, wave 50, then you get five skulls. Um and there's also a, a new mode that they've clearly made to make the game replayable forever, which is that it will... You have to get through, I think, five rounds of levels back to back. You don't get to do any restarts. You have 20 rift points across the, all five levels, and the rift points are things that go down as people enter your base. So if people get through all your traps... Uh, you know, if one orc gets through, it goes down from 20 to 19 to 18, right. 17. it's like life. It's like life, yeah, exactly. Um, but you have 20 points across all five levels, which you don't normally in the game. Normally you have like a, a life bar for each level. Mm-hmm. So you've got to like keep that in mind. And then you get debuffs and buffs added as each level goes on. So it'd be like, level one, uh, every enemy has double health. And you're like, oh, what? What? Jeez. Okay. That doesn't sound fair. Hey, and then level two, you'll get a, a new debuff and it'll be like, hey, uh, oh, look out for the gnolls. Uh, the gnolls who are going to throw grenades at you are going to come in every single wave. The gnolls? The gnolls. 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 It's, oh, okay. Yeah. All right. uh, not gnoll, like Edmunds. Yeah, I thought, like here, here come all of the gnolls. Here comes Edmunds and Deal Fielding. No Fielding. Uh, there's the gnoll one. Coward. There's the one off of the Oasis. Yeah, uh, Gallagher. Gallagher. Yeah, Knowles. Did Edmonds? Yeah, maybe yeah. Mr. Blobby's there just by yeah. extension. Just because, yeah, they go there together. I don't want you to they're kill all of them. They're going to come in you every single wave them, and throw grenades at you. And normally you might just get one or two in, in an entire level, but no, That's there's going to be like knolls. six of them. It's <laughs> a too lot many of knolls. But then you also get buffs, and it's like, hey, you're doing double damage now, or you start each round with like four thousand extra gold coins to buy traps. Oh. Then you can like re-roll them and stuff and like you're like oh this this knoll debuff is really screwing me over so for level Damn three knolls. i'm gonna re-roll it and oh no now all of the gyms are coming at you instead or something i don't know get rid of knoll gym i'm not gonna go through no from the office yeah i was gonna say that's the only gym i could think yeah of. there aren't a lot of famous jim jenkins jim jenkins yeah jim. maybe the j all the jameses are coming at you yeah. Horden. Oh, i'd re-roll that, oh, re-roll that. 
There's I'd the gym who we can't try and talk about. The no. gym from Pokemon. All of the gyms. <laughs> yeah, the Pokemon gyms. That's like 16 <laughs> gyms. The uh-huh. guy off of The Simpsons. I'll wait. I'll wait for you to... The who? The gyme. Oh, a gyme. Do you, uh, you guys watch, watch The Simpsons? No. Watch Have you seen The Family Guy? It's like, well, funny. Is there a James in that? Yeah, James Woods. Okay. You know, off of real life. Off of real but life. But he's also kind of a dick, so screw that guy. So we've been playing Octopus Die. That sounds uh, great. Peter. I'm that, glad you enjoyed it. Yeah. So that that new new mode called Scramble will just like mix up various levels at you, different debuffs, different enemies and stuff. So it's it's constantly a little bit different, a little bit new. Oh. No game is like any other. Wow. wow. Sounds amazing. I've also <laughs> been playing the movies by by Lionhead. Um, which yeah. is a game from like 2000 and you know 2000 and rubbish just one of those years <laughs> one of those crap one you know uh, S Club, the S Club 7 years yeah um, uh, you take that S Club slander back I know right o- now. 05 06 no. maybe a complete guess based just That's, vaguely those, off the those years were rubbish yeah, they, were, they were pretty bang average um, and uh, I've been using that. It's a, it's a, for those who don't know, it's like a management game where you run a movie studio uh, lot and make films. Uh, but oh. it actually has an in-game sort of animation tool. But you can't like actually pose people and like make them do what you want. You have to just use lots and lots and lots and lots of preset animations and string right. them together. So that's um, not the game where you made your brother get run over by a horse in? Uh, no, it's not. Uh, my brother get run over by a horse. Yeah, you said a couple of weeks ago on the podcast when we when Ben wasn't here, we were talking about things we've done to our siblings' games or things we've done to our siblings in games that is like kind of naughty. Um, and you said that there was one movie th- movie thing where you made someone get run over by a horse. Oh yeah, yeah, that was no, that's a different one. Oh, okay, yeah, it's a different animation. Different game. animation. animation game. He's got like twelve. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. Remember the art attack one. That sure do. Good. Yeah, huh? Uh, so been playing that, uh, but not for fun. I mean, because it, it's difficult to not use. Not fun. <laughs> but <laughs> for to, work, for work. For work. work. To do to do a, a little animation that I've been running in my art streams. So if you want to go and look at the first episode, that's in art stream number two that went out this week. Yeah, go gone. watch mm-hmm. Peter's art streams. You can take part. And there's also a comic, isn't there? On there the is Twitter. a comic going on Twitter as well. Yeah, if you go to my Twitter account, at that Peter Austin, go to the pinned tweet, there is a comic that's running where page by page, different members of the community are drawing a page. We're making it up as we go along. No one knows where it's going. It's Billy Ray Walrus. He's a private detective. Mm-hmm. And uh, oh, look out. Dick Machinko is there and someone stole his jungle skog. Um, oh. and Billy's going to find out who he got it back straight away but Billy's going to find out who stole it in the first place high stakes really high stakes really so that's high what we've been playing the movies um, <laughs> just purely to do a, a, a animation there he is they're both here the so stars flexible. of the comic I didn't really think about that but they're right so flexible oh, oh. <laughs> That's how you sound when you move. <laughs> it is when I, whenever I do anything. <laughs> yeah, fantastic. Okay, don't accidentally press a button, Richard. Okay, yeah. well done, Richard. Ashton, what have you been playing? 
So I had some friends around at the weekend. Um, so I haven't played much, but I played a bit of Knowledge is Power. Because yeah. that game Knowledge is, is power. So good. And of course, I was the hot dog because naturally, naturally yeah. you have to be the hot dog. Mm-hmm. Um, I just like the way that when he does his little thrusts, his little hot dog dongle just... Yeah, he's got the little bit at the end where yeah. it's his tie around. Yeah, his little vena. You're just playing with your doll over there. I'm just exposing his like rock hard upper oh body. Oh my God. Richard is ripped and wow. I feel like it's criminal. Has he got an eight pack? Looks like it. Yeah. Yeah. He do. Whoa. Look he's, at that. He's, he's like the, the, the devils off of Ashton's yeah, game. Yeah, I was going to say. He is way devil. sexy. Uh, can we just... Sorry, this is not working. I've got a hair bubble we could use to tie up. Okay. Oh, maybe I don't have a hair bubble. Oh, no. Is it in your hair? I had one. Lost a hair bubble. Hair bubbles always get lost. I find them all over my house. Yeah, Yeah. so do I. And I don't even live with a woman full time. No. And I still find them everywhere. Yeah. Um... Yes, we've been playing Knowledge is Power, so I'm very distracted by what you're doing right now. By the creaking. Yeah. (laughs) Sorry. Um, And I played a bit of Dungeon Defenders. Oh, I've played that before. Yeah. Because there was four of us, and we didn't have four PlayStation 5 controllers, so we couldn't play like Overcooked or anything. Um, Because the new Overcooked doesn't work with PS4 controllers as well, if it's a PS5 exclusive. So you can't use PS4 controllers on it, which means I don't have four controllers, I only have two. So we just have to play a different game. When you say that, does that mean that some games also work with? You can use PS4 controllers. Yeah, apparently you can. Oh, I didn't know that. But not if it's a PS5 exclusive. Right. I don't know. That's um, but yeah, so so we played uh, Dungeon Defenders instead on Steam, and I really enjoyed that game. I think it's really fun. Um, <laughs> was <my> toilet noise <laughs> was unrelated. <laughs> um, but yeah, I really liked Dungeon Defenders. It's kind of traps like orcs must die but more like magic and shooting and you've got like a little tiny knight with no trousers on or a wizard a wizard between levels the tavern yeah um and i think it's fun i mean there's four like split screen four characters on the one screen so it's kind of difficult to see what's going on and also if you open the menu to like upgrade your character it closes someone else's menu, so only oh. one person can have the menu open at the same time. So, like in between levels, if you've all leveled up and you've got like eighty seconds before the next wave come, and you're like, okay, who's gonna open the menu first? <laughs> I'm gonna open it, and then someone else can go after me. But yeah, that happened a couple of times. I was like, my menu just keeps closing, and then somebody like, yeah, so does mine, and then we realize it's because someone else would be like, oh, I've got levels to upgrade, and just press the button to oh, go into it. Um, but yeah, I really like Dungeon Defenders. It's the kind of first one. I think there's a second one as well. Who's that? Oh, Richard. Richard. <laughs> but I haven't played that one. So yeah, I've played Knowledge of Power and Dungeon Defenders. I've played weekend. Dungeon Defenders in years. I used to play it with my friends, like not split screen. We would just play online. Mm, yeah, together. normally we play online. At the time, I was playing on a laptop that used to get very warm, <laughs> and I I would play it maybe. 20 fps you know like mm. just barely playable yeah just yeah, a little powerpoint what's what's happening. Happening. Yeah. yeah but i'm hoping that next week's podcast i'll have more to talk about because i'm finally gonna have internet this weekend yes. i'm also yeah. finally gonna get my desk my pc and my playstation 4 Whoa. so finally i'm gonna actually be able to play games <gasps> during play the week oh my God, i'm really excited ben's lent me his copy of life is strange and i'm really excited to play it 
and I've got lots of games to catch up on that I have been able to play for the last three weeks. So I'm really excited. Has Lost in Random just come out now? Yeah, yeah. I keep seeing it all over my I saw play, someone talking about this morning. Twitter I was like, thing. oh, oh, is that out? Yeah, it came was, out last week, I think. I was maybe going to play that. We could have even covered it in a quip scope. It's a bit late now, but that's yeah. sort of quietly released. Yeah, um, it came out last week, I think. But yeah, it was like, there was like loads of posts about it. And then suddenly they were like, out now and i was like oh i didn't realize it was coming out this quickly 77 percent on metacritic oh, right that's pretty good i might give it a go and yeah let us know i also want to play death loop but i'm not gonna buy it yet death loop apparently it's really good yeah, yeah reviews are great so still not asked though no, weirdly either. i think i'll wait until kind Chris, of until i've not watched any like it's a wait for payday i've only watched <laughs> no. the promotional stuff so maybe if i watch the first sort of 15 minutes yeah, on I've, someone's YouTube i have watched channel. some gameplay phrases liking it Social media community yeah. manager man, uh, he is enjoying it. So. Mm. Oh. so maybe on payday, I'll treat myself to death loop. It's gonna have to wait Ooh. a couple of weeks. <laughs> Got to pay rent and stuff first. Nah, screw that. Not used and to that. Just death loop and internet. Yeah, just death loop. Just death loop. Is that what you played? You've been playing. Yeah, I'll tell you what I've been playing. No, I finished off Judgment as I said that I would last week when we recorded. Oh, yeah. I was honestly, by the time it finished, I was kind of glad it was over because it just, it honestly dragged towards yeah. the end. Mm. It just went on and on and on. I like the game, but I'm not going to get the sequel at launch. Um, it's just like a Plague Tale. In, I would say slightly less so because a Plague Tale really did get very dark. It dragged on and you won't be buying the, the next one at launch. Uh, but yeah, in that sense, yes. Uh, Judgment <laughs> is a good game and I would recommend it for Yakuza fans who probably aren't too sure about it. But it's, um, yeah, it took me like 25-ish hours to finish and I feel like it could have been 15 hours long. What are you doing to her hair? <laughs> I would want her to do the same for me. Thank just you. just flattening well, it down a little you bit. You did have a big old a tuft crazy. of hair the other day and she didn't do it for you. I just said, but neither did I, but uh, that would have been weird. No one ever does. Yeah. When? When we were doing the podcast? Or? I don't know. Just at some point. Peter's hair sometimes just sort of yeah, does it. Does. Does a yeah, but sometimes talk. with men's hair, that's just how it goes. You have you no, can't really do anything about like it. My head Unless you wet it. <laughs> wet it? Yeah, like wet if you wet it, wet it and it. stick it down. Unless you wet yourself. Wet it. Apart from that, I used PlayStation Now to play Near Automata. And I got the platinum mm -hmm. and I finished it in like two days and, and I stayed up until 4 a.m. Did you get the did you get the trophies legit? Did oh, you absolutely. get the little shop? Oh, yeah, I saw yeah, that. I did, yeah. yeah. Just, just used. Uh... Did you get any of the trophies, like the endings, or did you just finish it once? Oh, I did. Then... No, no, I, I played it properly. I got yeah. the true ending. So I played through. I played through it once all the way. Mm -hmm. I played through it twice all the way from another perspective. Yeah. Played through it a third time from a different perspective. Yeah. And then played through it. And then there was like an additional thing you could do to get the fourth and true ending, which yeah. wasn't a full playthrough. Now, I've heard a lot about this game and the people who like it are crazy mad about it. Mm -hmm. And I must say, I do kind of understand. Mm. While I didn't really stick around to smell the roses and do all the side quests and stuff, I was very happy to discover that because it's a game that is notorious for the fact that you have to play it through several times mm -hmm. to experience the full story, that it's not a very long game. Yeah. Mm. I finished it in about eight hours. And then the second playthrough was slightly shorter because it had a lot of shared cutscenes. The third playthrough was completely different, but again, it was sort of a similar length. And then the fourth ending was literally just a decision you make right at the end. Mm -hmm. uh, right. It deals with a lot of philosophical concepts, which were really interesting. And I did watch a few YouTube videos afterwards of people dissecting it. And, you know, it was one of those games that stuck with me. Mm -hmm. um, I did stay up until 4 a.m. to finish it, which Ooh. I haven't done for a long time. Like, I, wow. I just, part of me 
one knew that I was close to the end, but another part of me was actually just really enjoying it, and mm-hmm. I was I was enjoying playing it. Uh, so I would recommend it if you haven't played it. I was pleasantly surprised by this. I just thought it was going to be one of those games that couldn't possibly live up to the expectations yeah. that people had set for it. But I understand it is a unique, strange game that people should play if they have the time because, you know, it does require several playthroughs. But I had nothing to do at the weekend, so I just played it all day. Um, beyond that, I played some Demon Souls. I am acting as the Souls Sherpa mm-hmm. for one of my friends who's never played it before. Nice. Has a PS5, so sort of helping him through that. I'm really enjoying it. What's not to love about Demon's Souls? Life is Strange True Colors. There's a quipscope on the channel now. I've still only played the first hour because I haven't really had time to play any more of it, but I am looking forward to diving into that again when I get a moment. Seems great. I do like Life is Strange. And finally, I played like two and a half hours of Oblivion on PlayStation Now streaming it. Yeah. And it actually worked fine. Oh, good. good. Which is surprising. Although having spoken to my friend who also has PlayStation Now, apparently the quality and the durability of streaming games varies massively depending upon the game mm. however oblivion worked great and i really enjoyed it until i didn't and now i'm never going to play it again you mean just because of cause <laughs> just of got oblivion. bored yeah just got bored and Oblivion's one of my favorite ever games mm. and i have a feeling given my not hatred but distaste for Skyrim, mm. having overdosed on it in 2011 and never been able to go back to it since, that maybe it's just the Bethesda model of RPGs, perhaps. Maybe. Just that open world, like, go on, off you go, with no real through line in terms of a strong plot, because neither Oblivion or Skyrim have a good main quest line, no. really. And I get that that's the appeal for a lot of people. Perhaps I'm, I'm coming to terms with the fact that maybe my tastes have changed mm. in games maybe. and... After the initial fun of going through the, you know, the tutorial dungeon, which is one of my favorite sort of, I don't know, uh, chunks of games ever, that first bit. Or the you, Oblivion tutorial dungeon. Yeah, where really? you go through, yeah, and you get, you you know, you can stay in there and get your sneak skill up to 100 if you just yeah. rubber band the controller behind the goblin. You know, you find all the stuff. It, yeah, I, I love that, that little opening of the game. I don't know why. Where the rat comes through the wall. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Love it. Um, and then I went into the Imperial City. I was like, I'm not going to steal anything. And then I saw all the things in the glass cases. Yeah. And I was like, I'm going to steal everything. Uh, <laughs> it's mine now. I still prefer the art style to Skyrim. Yeah, the more I do. colorful, yeah. almost cartoony look. Things look more appealing in people's shops when you go in there. Yeah. Just mm-hmm. all laid out nicely. You're like, okay. Yeah. I think I'll have that. Thank you very much. Uh, this belongs to me now. Yeah. So... And the landscape's nicer, I would the say. The landscape is lovely. It mm. Obviously, it's dated massively, yeah. but uh, aged a lot. And you can't sprint either. You can't sprint. I think I would struggle that's with that true. going back to Oblivion. Is, that's yeah, there's thing. a lot of quality of life improvements yeah. in Skyrim for sure. But I, I, have to, I have to give it up for PlayStation now. I've been very impressed with my one-month subscription. The selection of games on offer is nowhere near as good as Game Pass. And until they put all of the first-party PlayStation games on there day one... They have no chance of having PlayStation now be even close to a competitor to yeah. Xbox Game Pass. Yeah. But um, functionality-wise and structurally, PlayStation now is actually a lot better than I remember it being. Okay. So that's great. I only tried it once Good. a long time ago to play Bioshock, um, and yeah, it was. You could just you could tell there was a slight latency in yeah. your aiming and shooting to the point where it would just occasionally you would miss and you would be 
pissed off about it because she knew it wasn't your fault. It's not your fault. Yeah. And to be clear, it's the PlayStation 3 games. You know, the ones that you can't really yeah. play mm -hmm. anymore, you have to stream those. You can't download them. But PS4 games, you can download yes. them and mm -hmm. just play them straight off your console. And there we are. That's what I've been playing. Wow. 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 Well, if it's time for question two at the what? 37 the, minutes. The 37 minute mark. Yeah. Hey, these podcasts are long now. They are. Yeah. This comes from Richard Group. And it says... So it does. Hey, guys. I've been playing Final Fantasy XIV online. Uh, that's what that says, isn't it? Yes. That's no, it says yeah, it's fi Final Fantasy Ziv is how Ziv. it's said. Final yeah. Fantasy taught me Roman I numerals. I yeah. always get confused with Roman numerals. Um, and I find it funny that MMORPGs have a chosen one story that thousands of people play through. Do you have any weird meta things that you find funny that games take too seriously? Or seem to take seriously i definitely the first time i played an mmo it was probably like well runescape will have been the first one if you call that an mmo which i suppose it is mm. um and then it will have been guild wars and i remember finding it very weird just seeing loads and loads of people all going and talking to the same person mm -hmm. in like one area yeah um that always just looks so strange 60 to me. people trying to chop down the same tree yeah it just kind of ruins it a bit because the worlds in those games are normally pretty interesting and you know big mm. big scale on them and stuff but yeah when it's just people clearly just farming and grinding mm. and kind and of bots takes especially in runescape there's yeah. a lot of bots that just do it are there any mmos where you are just nobody yeah you're just know. you're just a complete loser and second life um, point yeah well i suppose you have to be a loser to play second life i'm joking i'm joking the people who play second life will find out where you live and they will burn, yeah, burn they it down will. so yeah. you'll get dogs. enjoy your second life they'll only find out where you live in second life yeah because oh. they, they don't leave their house second life does look fascinating though. it does I look would, in, I very it interesting does. Give it, give i it watched a, a youtube documentary about um Prostitutes in Second oh, Life. Yes. Not where I thought yeah, you that's another that. People Makes Games video, right? Yeah. yeah, they went in and talked to like the brothel. There's like a brothel. The brothel and in they, Second Life. Do they, and presumably the prostitutes do sort of animations on yeah. people. Yeah, I think and, it's and it's more of like a strip a club slash. Yeah. It's just yeah. like sex work. A lot like wow. a lot like a, a great deal of real sex work, from what I understand. Yeah. Mm. Um, a lot of it's about companionship and yeah. i think yeah. they just that you know they pay for people's time to talk to them and, yeah. and like just hang out and yes there are sexy things and they do make noises down the microphone mm -hmm. but i think a lot of it is companionship really uh, and hey it's probably probably a safer way of doing it than uh yeah everyone involved mm. is much safer out. i'd have thought yeah yeah uh but <laughs> Well, I was just wondering whether to say like hey do you know what that should just be like uh it should be legal and it should be like just controlled sex by the government absolutely and, or you're not mm -hmm. not controlled yeah may, just make it safe um, in provisions to make sure people are safe yeah what's it what's the sanctioned yeah no taxed a, no, no. well it'll come to me uh but anyway there we go i was just debating whether to say that i've said it now yeah sex work is real work yeah it whatever is. the phrase is um do you know what i think is is funny when they when it's taken very seriously just broadly david cage and dark pictures anthology <laughs> games um, they're taken very seriously yeah. by the developers slash writers. But then uh, they undermine themselves. Yeah, and it, it's funny because of how seriously they're taking it. And they, I do think that even Dark, definitely David thinks that his stuff is actually... Oh, David thinks he's the coolest yeah. guy ever. <laughs> but even Dark Pictures Anthology, which you can tell, you've got to hope anyway, that they are going for horror tropes yeah you know, the cheerleader the sure. jock yeah yeah you you can tell that that's intentional but i still think that they think the final product of the game despite its tropiness 
is like kind of oh yeah wow oh Oh, this is great. You can We've make really a horror, done something. horror yeah. film as a game. Yeah, playable horror That's film. what they think. And the fact that that whole corner of, of gaming, you know, However, exists. I will say, as someone who doesn't like horror films, but does keep an eye on, you know, like Metacritic averages, especially of movies, mm. horror films very rarely score particularly highly They're never or very well. Good. So that may well be you're bang on that may be exactly what they're going for well, us. Yeah. we are as good as horror yeah. movies which is when it equates to the games not not that great <laughs> yeah. but still fun yeah um and also just broadly i just think jrpgs are a bit kind of a bit kind of strange oh yeah mm-hmm. um, big time of course they are i mean you know that's a very broad umbrella but like you know the sort of intense fantasy ones where everyone's got crazy hair mm. everyone's got a sword that's bigger than them uh they all talk you'd love near automata yeah well exactly yeah, yeah. uh everyone's brooding do you remember that one that was shown at e3 um oh, oh it was a new final fantasy one wasn't it or what what was it was it a final fantasy i know spin-off? what you yeah sort of i know exactly what you yeah. mean is is the one where he's wearing the shirt and it's got like the diagonal strip at the bottom yeah and you can like steal his look throne. and he says he's gonna kill chaos or something yeah, yeah. that one i can't yeah. remember what it's called i played the demo and i wasn't i don't know the vibe uh but just that you know when we sat and watched that trailer and we're doing our reactions we our reaction was the same it was yeah it's a it's a jrpg isn't it and they take it very seriously and again maybe there's you know it's not it's not aimed to appeal to me i'm not the target market and i'm sure that People who are into that. Stranger of Paradise Final Fantasy Origins. There it oh, is. Yeah, yeah, I know the one you're talking about now. Um, yeah. It's not designed for me. It's not meant to appeal to me. And the people who it is designed for probably do think this is actually really cool. And I think this is like actually quite rad. And that's fine. That's okay. You, you, people are entitled to their own sexual proclivities. But for me, I just think it, it's so, it takes itself so seriously, but just looks daft to me yeah. from the outside. It's mm. almost like wrestling in a way. Yeah. Right? If yeah. you don't buy into it, it's so easy to tear down, yeah. even though that's kind of the point of it. Mm-hmm. You sort of have to, you have to be all in. Regulated is the word. Regulated. 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 Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we got there. Sex work should be regulated. Anyway, uh, that those are things that I think are taken too seriously in an amusing way. Ashton. Similar to the kind of MMORPG, like, chosen one situation i think it's really funny when you've got a character that is fully customizable to the fact like the point where it's ridiculous looking and it's just stood in a cutscene yeah. or being spoken to about a really serious topic yeah. and they're just in the background just like vibing like with this horrible with purple like purple hair flat that's face like pointing or like eyes that are looking the wrong way it's yeah. shrek yeah in the cutscene basically because i remember i was playing mass effects before like the original one and i designed a a shepherd that was like a shepherd a shepherd that looked like a frog um like fully flat faced oh, i thought you meant that you actually no, made no. shepherd a shepherd <laughs> no. somehow like gave no him a, a no sort of... she had like the tiniest nose and like the biggest eyes and she just looked ridiculous <laughs> mm. and she'd just be in all these situations where they'd be like oh you're commander shepherd the the hero of the world and she'd just be there like Yes, Ribbit. that is me, Ribbit. <laughs> Ribbit. And I just loved watching like in these ridiculous situations. And I'm, why would you make it so Crewmates I can customize? falling in love with her. Yeah, mm, she's so got like beautiful. so beautiful. Uh, but yeah, I just remember that's like one of my favorite moments of the game. And I just think it's so funny when you've got these games that allow you to customize the character to such extent. And mm. then they're like, and you're the main character, 
you get to do all of the important things and everyone in the game respects you and doesn't matter that you look the way that you look and it, it just cracks me up. Um, so yeah, I think it's funny when that's, a good when that's the, yeah. the situation. Uh, this kind of stuff happens in Soulsborne games as well, as well, where you're like, you are the one who can insert whatever the thing is you're meant to be doing in that Soulsborne game. Uh-huh. And then the, you can, there are co-op partners. Yeah. Like you can summon people in or be invaded by another player. And it's sort of the meta and the narrative that that creates is, so he was there to link the first flame, but he decided to like go off on his jollies for a couple of days just to be a dick mm. to other people in different realities. Right. And then he came back and saved the world. <laughs> but lest we forget, he was an asshole for a while. Um, really weird. The and and also the created characters as well. You can mm. really make some monsters, monsties yeah. in uh, the Soulsborne games. Yeah. And whenever they're in a cutscene, they just stood there, just like, and they, you know, they've got the, the weird face and they're like bright purple. And yeah, it's, it's very bizarre. Uh, my example that I remember quite clearly is Resistance: Fall of Man, mm. the PS3 mm-hmm. launch game. You can play that campaign in co-op, which is great. Yes, I was just thinking that exact same thing. But your co-op partner is a complete stranger. No one ever Someone talks to him. who is never shown in any cutscenes, right. doesn't even have a name. I think no he one has mentions got a name, him. I think. Does he? Yeah, I think because the main character is called Jack. I think. Uh, Nate. Nate. Nathan Hale. I think they do call him something very similar, but like only once right at the beginning of the game. Oh, and really? then they ne- that might be maybe the other Resistance game. It, yeah, in Resistance 3 is also co op, but he is, I he think is that a might character. Be the one. I think he's still not in any cutscenes. No, scenes, and he's still he never is, spoken to. He is someone who exists in the world, whereas yeah. in Resistance 1, it's just a complete, right, okay, yeah, complete wrong, stranger. Yeah. Yeah, it does. He's not in any cutscenes. It in all the cutscenes, it's Nathan Hale heroically saving the day, and then it cuts back to gameplay, and this guy stood there like, "I was here right, too, guys." Yeah. Fine, fine. I was here for the whole adventure, but it doesn't matter. And then in subsequent games, Nathan Hale uh, saved Britain from the Chimera invasion, and the other guy just wasn't there. Yeah. Apparently. yeah. Uh, so that's always fun when games are meant to be single player, but they give you co-op <laughs> and then the co-op partner yeah. is never acknowledged in any sense. Yeah. There's like a really subtle thing in Halo 1 where if you play that in co-op, uh, right at the beginning of the game, you just like go from where you wake up in your cryopod and you walk to the bridge of the ship and you talk to the captain. The cutscene runs. And at the end of that, he hands you his pistol mm. and uh, it, go- it cuts to gameplay. And he goes, I don't keep it loaded, so you'll have to find ammo as you go. Uh, but when you come back in after that cutscene, you are stand. Player one is standing right in front of the captain, mm. and player two is just sort of off to the side, <laughs> looking at the two of them. And he just hands him a gun and says, "I don't keep it loaded." And you're just, as player two, you're just like, uh, "All right, um, okay, fine." <laughs> Thanks, guys. <laughs> and it's just in the moment, it kind of feels a bit like. Uh, Hello, I'm here to. There are two Spartans on the ship. We're gonna definitely gonna save the day with two of us. But yeah, it's Mm -hmm. kind of a strange one. That's what I liked about. uh, Oh, sorry. Does Dying Light do the same thing as well, or is it a different game that has zombies and like parkour situation? Because there is Dying Light, I think. Mm. But I think in the first one you can play. Yeah, you can play online co-op. But again, like, and also in that one it's really weird because if you complete a mission with a friend you don't complete the mission. Like if you go back and play it on your own, oh. you have to do the missions again. It's really right. weird. But I think that has similar the fact that there's two two players, but it's a solo campaign. It's only, it's only about one guy. Yeah. Uh, 
that is what I liked about uh, Sackboy A Big Adventure. Mm -hmm. If you were playing in multiplayer, your partner would show up in the cutscenes and yeah. they would react appropriately. Like yeah. There would be space for them to appear in cutscenes mm. and go, oh, no, the, the Negatron or whatever the hell it was called. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, there we are. There's I've thought of one yeah. real quick one oh, as well. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I like how in games like Oblivion, uh, you can go and like activate a side quest and someone will say, oh, cool, I'll meet you this evening at the docks. And then they will be there every single night for the rest of time if you don't <laughs> complete that quest. They have to yeah. go every evening for they the rest of their there. lives to, oh to be there. <laughs> at 8 p.m., they will be there. Um, I think that's great and stupid. Mm. It's ridiculous. It's really it's silly. stupid. Let's move on to something a little bit strange. Mm. It's called Weird News. It's weird news time. Time for some weird video game news. Peter, what strange video game news do you have? I've got a strange video game news submitted to us on our weird news tweet that goes out on Twitter a couple of days before we record the podcast. Also, it goes out on Facebook, doesn't it? I mm -hmm. presume. It does, yes. Uh, this is submitted by two people and possibly on Facebook as well. I've not checked. I'll have Should a look have when, when they're doing their news. It's from uh, Michael Milan at Lord of Penguins on Twitter, but mm. he's used zeros instead of O's. Very cool. uh, and also Robert Mansell at underscore Rob underscore Mansell underscore. It wasn't submitted on Facebook. It, it wasn't submitted on Facebook. No. Okay, good to know. Uh, this is according to Screen Rant um, by Lara Jackson. Mm -hmm. Super Smash. I am for real. Sorry. Super Smash. I'm sorry, Miss Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> Never meant to Super make your daughter cry. Super Smash... Bros petitioned by Peter to add its mascot to it, the game. Boo! By Peter? 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 Yeah. Please bring that Billy Ray Walrus <laughs> to the game. Rubbish, rubbish Peter. Thank you, Miss Jackson, for this uh, story. I am for Sorry, real. Jackson. Uh, so Super Smash Bros have been petitioned by P-E-T-A, Peter, to add their mascot to the game. Don't really like Peter. No. Peter is petitioned. No, me neither. He's an arsehole. He's an arsehole. Peter is petitioning Nintendo to add its mascot not a nugget. 
to Super Smash Bros. Ultimate, making the chick character the game's final fighter. There is a picture of Not a Nugget. Can I just say, Not a Nugget is a horrible name. Isn't it? You can't just call something Not a Nugget. No. Put a bit of thought into it, Peter. Jesus. Can you stop laying into me so much? <laughs> Controversial animal rights group Peter is petitioning Nintendo to add its mascot to the incredibly successful fighting game Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. The final Smash Bros. DLC fighter has not yet been announced by Nintendo, but Peter believes that its Not a Nugget character should be the game's next challenger. No. Super Smash Bros. Ultimate <laughs> It's been decided by Nintendo representative Ashton Matthews. <laughs> I own Atari, actually. First released for Nintendo (laughs) Switch in 2018 and has since added to its roster of fighters through individually purchasable DLC challenger packs or fighter pass bundles. The game's DLC has introduced 10 new characters to the game so far, including fighters such as Persona 5's Joker, Banjo and Kazooie, and Minecraft's Steve and Alex. The DLC packs also add new stages and additional music. This is all just filler, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, the 11th Challenger Pack character still remains a mystery, mm-hmm. but with just one Super Smash Bros. fighter left to be revealed, oh. fan base is already speculating on who it may be. Well, it ain't going to be not were, a nugget. I didn't realize there was like a quota of how many they had. I thought they just would keep going forever. Yeah. Well, yes, they've said this final, will be our last one. The final Yeah, I, I agree. Boy. I don't think it's going to be not a nugget. Uh, in a press release, Peter has called upon Nintendo. This is the, about the fourth time this sentence has been rewritten in this article so far. It's called upon Nintendo to add not a nugget as the final Smash Bros. Ultimate Fighter. The organization believes that not a nugget's inclusion in the Nintendo hit would, quote, Spotlight animals' capabilities and encourage gamers to help take down speciesism, the human supremacist view that allows us to turn sensitive birds into nuggets and eat them. Ashton. Just a quick one. Mm. Um, surely Peter knows the content of the Smash Bros. So would we not just watch this little not a nugget get absolutely beaten yeah, to yeah. death by space over and over wizards, again, by, by Charizard, by dragons? Also, there are Pokemon in there. They yeah. are creatures. Well, Peter hates Pokemon. Yeah. Well, Peter hates uh, Peter hates Peter animals. Hates every, Peter it's hates ridiculous. people and we'll animals. We'll get to the Pokemon thing in a moment. They don't like anything. Oh, what? Why do oh, we still do? They just hate nuggets. It gets this worse. isn't your fault peter but why do why does anybody give peta any oxygen they just exist to make headlines they do they've only caused done controversy they don't they're act- just assholes they have they know that not a nugget would never be added to smash bros but they knew that headlines also make would be any written sense. About it. like at least pick a game that makes sense there are more quotes here and they're Jeez. gonna make you madder so <laughs> take a breath for the next three seconds I'm gonna have a salt. peter has even suggested how not a nugget could be used in the game with spinach and tofu consumed to restore health a stun gun quote repurposed from a slaughterhouse and a quote terrifying grinder like the ones used by the egg industry to grind up male chicks peter vice president joel bartlett explained peter's not a nugget mascot could use his wits wings weapons and vegan fuel to pummel opponents and remind people that chickens are cool three-dimensional animals not food we hope nintendo will jazz up its game by adding our fluffy foe of animal exploitation to to the fray okay um joel you're an idiot (laughs) (laughs) to accompany its petition peter tweeted to screenshots of not a nugget as a fighter created by the company uh here they are screenshot number one sorry can i touch your phone yeah do you want me to put the brightness up it's a bit dark no it's okay i just wanted to zoom in rubbish swipe (laughs) rubbish swipe over it's horrible and 
there's the other one. He's just down in the character selection. Where's the screenshot where he gets absolutely blasted <laughs> off the screen? Yeah, that's what I want to see. Um, yeah, I want to see him put someone else in a grinder because how is that, you know, promoting speci- not speciesism or whatever? Yeah. Links links to this article in the description of the podcast. Ken from Street Fighter is just going to beat the crap out of this bird <laughs> and it's going to completely defeat the point. Uh, <sighs> Peter has a long history with Nintendo, previously criticizing a number of Nintendo games that the organization believes infringe on animal rights. Good way to endear a company into adding your, your character <laughs> yeah. to its game. Peter has accused Pokemon, a series that features animal-like creatures battling each other, of, con- of condoning animal abuse. Yeah, had to read that twice. While Super Mario's Tanuki suit has also come, ad- come under fire from the organization for allegedly encouraging the wearing of animal fur. Yeah, that's what that meant. Yeah, we covered this in a recent list, actually. It's on the channel. Uh, times that... Uh, I can't remember the wording. But it's got Pokemon in the thumbnail because it's the Peter story. Uh, last year, Peter staged a protest of Animal Crossing New Horizons due to players needing to collect fish and bugs to complete their island museum. Uh, Nintendo hasn't responded to Peter at the time of writing, but it seems unlikely the Smash Bros. developer would add not a nugget to the game. The article continues, but I'm going to stop there. Peter are the worst. They yeah. suck. Um, they shouldn't. They should just go away. Mm-hmm. They don't do anything good. They're they just, don't do they're, anything good for animals. They don't do anything good for people. They just do they it. They take to make such money. a militant hard line while also doing their own fair share of damage to animals. That like they just, campaign to get pit bulls, all pit bulls put down. They're terrible. They hate pit bulls. They are a terrible, Did terrible they do that? organization. Wow. And that's horrid. Yeah. They don't deserve any support or any oxygen. And the only reason they do this stuff is to get headlines. Yeah, literally. There's no through line here for them at all. Like there's no purpose. They don't want the chick in the game. No. They just want people to talk about them. It's sort and of we're like doing Westboro... exactly what they want. Yeah, exactly. It's the Westboro Baptist uh, Church approach, mm-hmm. which is they know that they're not going to convert anyone with their actions. They just want to be controversial and for people to, you know, to never be left out of the conversation. Yeah, so they go and picket funerals and it's stuff. It's terrible. Yeah. They're just they're just awful. I'm not saying Peter picket funerals. I'm not even saying they're no. bad as the West <laughs> Baptist Church, whatever. But it's a similar approach, and mm-hmm. I hate it, yeah. and it's mm-hmm. terrible. Mm-hmm. It is. Um I completely agree. It's a waste of oxygen, but equally, it's one of the weirder news stories this it is week. Weird. So it is weird. It is weird. It did it have to weird. come along. Yeah. Uh, Ashton. I have a news that was sent in by Ethan Lawrence at Ethan D. Lawrence on Twitter and Cameron J. Keyword at Cameron underscore Keyword on Twitter. Ethan, by the way, won an NTA this week. National oh, Television Award. Oh, congratulations, Ethan. Ethan. Yeah, so, for um, Afterlife. For Afterlife, yeah. yeah. So, famous fans... We have them, just in case yeah. you want Where are our NTAs? We get played on television sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes. Sometimes. Can Ethan just get Ricky Gervais to just like, just plug us everywhere? Ethan, can yeah. we have Definitely. your NTA? Yeah. Can we have your NTA? Yeah. We'll put it up in the, in the office. Well done, though. Congratulations. Um, well done. This comes from Luke Plunkett Kat- uh, Kataki. Of course it does. Of course it does. Who apparently was leaving, but I don't know if he is anymore because he's still there. Um, so I guess we'll never know. He'll just disappear one day and we won't notice. Um NFT games steals artwork, get calls out, get gets called out, and deletes account. Yeah. Um, NFTs, non fungible tokens, are an environmental disaster and an enormous scam. If you follow Luke on Twitter, he 
hates yeah. NFT. He, he yeah. often tweets about how much he despises NFT. Yeah. I saw this article at the time, and that sentence that Ashton just read is hyperlinked to a previous ranty <laughs> yeah, article is. that is he it? has done yeah. about. Yeah. Wow. Um, and perhaps the funniest thing about their persistence is how little effort purveyors of this modern snake oil put into it. <laughs> Take Epic Hero Battles, for example, a blockchain-based game on the Ethereum network. It was trying to sell 10,000 NFTs that consisted of a randomly generated hero and their pet, which could be put into battle with either prize to win either prizes or more NFTs. I'm not sure how randomly generated they would have been, though, because despite their, the well-worn and by September 2021 shown to be entirely bullpoo claim that nfts are all about artists and ownership of their work for its main page the game creator decided to just straight up steal a piece of key art from the indie game wildfire which came out last year and is pretty damn good mm. um and then they've got a side by side of the wildfire i did see game. this tweet at the time yeah. i think luke plunkett retweeted it actually that's how i saw it mm. yeah probably um after wildfire's creator dan hines called the game creators out on twitter at 52 K likes and counting epic hero battles creators removed Heinz artwork from their page and publicly responded saying hi guys i want to say about the art that was used on the site we got it from the web dev but we didn't check it our mistake this won't happen again honestly um that's, <laughs> honestly. that's really honestly promise we'll give you five thousand dollars if it yeah. does ah uh, an innocent mistake or not since the theft of wildfire's assets out out since the with the theft of Wildfire's assets out in the open, other folks have started going through Epic Heroes Battle's website and Twitter account and found more art that had been stolen. Oh, the game's Twitter promise. profile picture lifted straight from the artist's Tumblr lifted straight from this artist's Tumblr post. Okay, so link, that's why it doesn't make sense. This big piece of art announced announcing the game's roadmap for the future that, that's below. Hold on, this is I can't read this. This big piece of art announcing the game's roadmap for the future that's below. Stolen wholesale from this very cool piece of pixel art by Bocky Bocky. There's Bocky Bocky. There's the roadmap. That's a lovely yeah, piece of art. But oh. stolen. Rather than rather than try to Oh, clicked on an ad. Rather than try to respond to this fresh allegations of theft, or perhaps be forced to put even the slightest amount of their own work the creators of epic battles have simply deleted their twitter account instead and while its website is still active it's now missing almost all of its art leaving in their wake a big gray mass in the meantime you can buy wildfire here i don't understand nfts i really don't don't. and i thought it was just sort of like a cryptocurrency kind of thing where it was this is a big deal but you don't necessarily have to be involved in it Mm -hmm. you know some people take it really seriously and I just, I just don't understand. I don't really, I still, I still don't really get how it works. I'm aware of like what blockchain is and like, it's kind of like everything is accountable to everyone else and you mm-hmm. can't like copy and change stuff. And, uh, but it's just, it's, it's not a real thing. Like the thing that you own is not tangible. No. So why? But I don't know, there's probably lots of things that people have paid money for for decades, if not hundreds of years, that are not exactly real in in that sense. So I don't know. I don't really It's understand. true. I mean, we buy digital games, but, you know, you can do something with that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. To buy an image, how can you be the owner? How You, along with... Because you're not always the copyright 10, owner of it. owners of this image or whatever. I don't... Someone's listening and like smashing their head into their keyboard because we're getting it completely wrong. NFTs are also really bad for the environment. Yes, they have to be mined and stuff, don't Mm. they? Or something. 
I don't really understand how because it's all online, but apparently it's really bad for the environment. I just, I just don't like. It's so stupid. Even if it does make sense and it's lucrative from a financial sense, it's really stupid. Yeah, and I'm not interested no. at all. It's just I want. If I'm going to buy something, I want something tangible, even if it's digital. I mean, Bitcoin yeah, made you know? a bit of sense, but this makes even less sense. Because it's not Bitcoin. digital art. It's not like you're buying, say, you know, here, here's here's this picture. Yeah. Uh, because I could go on to Etsy or DeviantArt or something and say, hey, will you draw a, a digital art for me? I will pay you. And then I get a copy of that. Mm. That is digital art. That's existed mm. for, you know, years. But like NFTs of where you get the NFT of a piece of art is different to that. But I don't understand how Even though or you why. can just save a copy of it to your yeah. desktop. Yeah. Like legally. But it's not yours, but it is the person's who owns the nft but anyone you can't really do it maybe you can resell it yeah i think I that's basically it yeah. i think you can just resell. i guess it's like money isn't really real money is actual cash and and money doesn't exist but because people have faith in it that's why it works as a system because people value the notion of a dollar stop i don't understand stop. so if enough people are like I want to buy some ripped off pixel art. Then oh, it has value no. instantly. That's how it works, Stop. I guess. Don't, can't, I don't understand. It's nearly midday. It's too early for this yeah, the philosophical is. money debate. Well, let's go from that to something weird. Yeah. You know, weird news really from weird. Ben. I found this one on my own with no help from any of you. <gasps> oh, and it's also quite God. recent. Uh, Kotaku, Luke Plunkett. Gamer dislocates shoulder while celebrating tournament victory. Oh. It says, hi, I'm Johnny Knoxville and welcome to video games. <laughs> Congratulations are in order for Cake Assault, who over the weekend won a huge Rivals of Ether tournament, overcoming not just the competing fields, but also the limitations and fragilities of the human body. <laughs> Please scroll. Amazing. The Rivals of Ether showdown was part of the Riptide show held in Sandusky, Ohio between September the 10th and 12th, which also featured tournaments for games like Super Smash Bros. Brawl and Melee and Splatoon 2. But it's the Rivals final we're looking at here when Cake Assault wins and then absolutely loses his flip. Uh, do you want to see? Have you seen him? Is I saw it, it this, this morning. Is this him dislocating his shoulder? Yeah, you don't see it dislocate. Okay. It doesn't look dislocated at all, It just, but he, he reacts. So he's winning. He's going for it. Oh my god! I'm so... oh, and then he falls down oh, because no. he went way too hard. So for those who haven't seen this, again, the, the link arm. the link will be available in the description. But yeah, if you're watching on YouTube, he just he just like kind power of, fists I kind into of hurt the sky. My arm doing that. Yeah, and he's and like going, yeah. And then he does it so far that he and then his just own falls arm on the ground. Comes out of its socket. This actually happened. Sorry to bring it around to wrestling, but this also has happened to people like during their entrances when they're walking down, they're going, yeah, come on. And they one guy just did it way too hard and went, oh, I've separated my shoulder. And did they just now I need six months on the show. Back in, well, they did the match, but because they're silly wrestlers mm. and then they were just off injured for like half a year. The idea uh, of dislocating something makes me feel sick. Yeah, yeah same. Dude is celebrating like he just won the Champions League final on penalties. I love it. Only catch though is that the whole is the whole part is that whole part, sorry, where he collapses to the ground in complete agony, silencing the crowd in the process, which he later explains was due to the fact that he popped off so hard that his shoulder took things a little too literally. Then there's a tweet here. Also, I fell on the ground during that pop-off because I dislocated my shoulder LMAO. Lol. Well, at least he's happy. Lamau. 
Uh, most I've ever hurt myself gaming was grinding the skin off my thumb during a Gran Turismo endurance race. So a football field level injury, while celebrating no less, is actually one hell of an achievement. Hope you're feeling better, dude. Thanks, Luke. Thanks, Luke. That's a good one. Thank you, Luke. Wow. That's weird news. We did it. Time for question three. Uh, from Cameron Keyword, who submitted Ashton's story. Oh, Cameron action today. Thank you, Cameron. Hello, BAP. After watching last week's podcast mm. and being a Welsh boy, I'll give you a warning, but one more strike and you're coming with us. Why Remember? do you ruin everything fun? Yeah. Uh, Might be because of Peter's Welsh accent. Yeah, it probably yeah. is. Drippy from Nino Cooney reminds me of a man in the next in the next street from mine. <laughs> in voice, not looks. We don't have a sentient lamp men in Wales. Ascent- yeah, you do. We don't have sentient. Lamp we men saw in them in Nino Cooney. Yeah. Anyhow, on to my question. Insomniac announced two brand new games for release in the future, and with three PS5 releases already under their belt and achieved without crunch. Are Insomniac the premier studio in gaming? And if not, then who do you think is? Tan Itro Nesaf, or Until Next Time. Oh, that was your third one. That was my third one. Oh, yeah. oh my God. Coming. It says it on there, You're though. coming with it? us. He has written that. Um, I, I mean, I, had, I was thinking about this, and if you... Depends what um, yardsticks you're using to measure, yeah. um, you know, quality of games maybe time taken to develop games, like output rate. Orcs that must die. Orcs, how many orcs must die. Um, and also whether there is a load of crunch, and they're known for crunch, mm-hmm. as is mentioned in Cameron's question. If you factor all that in, I think Insomniac is actually a pretty good pretty good bet. Mm-hmm. Because my go-to when people say, who do you think is the sort of the quote-unquote best studio at the moment? I kind of go to Naughty Dog initially because, mm-hmm. you know... Uh, I think The Last of Us is great. I think yeah. The Chart is great. But, uh, number one, takes them a while to produce games. Um, That's a new noise. The pipes are screaming. <laughs> oh, Danny boy. That was, a, that was a really weird wail from inside the building. Uh, it, it's coming from inside the house. It feels like it takes Naughty Dog. It's happening again. <laughs> it's not going to let me speak. It's also not going to pick up on the microphone. No, it won't. No but one will do hear an that. impression. <laughs> It's getting higher. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Whoa. it's going up and up. Whoa. You guys can't hear it's any of this. Really picked the best room for the podcast. Yeah. It feels like Naughty Dog, perhaps it's getting really high. Sorry, I keep trying not to reference it, but it's so high now. It feels like, much like this sentence coming to its end, it yeah. takes Naughty Dog a long time. Sure, do- oh boy, howdy. <clears throat> to release their mm-hmm. stuff. Um, Whereas Insomniac may be uh, uh, bringing stuff out uh, perhaps a, a faster rate. Um, yeah. But also, Naughty Dog, they they do, they do they, they crunch a little bit. Oh, just a tad. Just, just a, a little, bit, little bit of crunching. Um, likewise, Rockstar produce very good product um, when they actually bother to bring out a new game. Oh! Is, uh, that's right. But, I mean, the crunch over at Rockstar is infamous. Yes. So, um, you know, RDR2... Uh, GTA 5, great games, so I'm told. Um, but, uh, you know, probably... If Rockstar you, Table Tennis. If you're including yeah. Crunch in there, it's probably not... It's not not. It's not going to be Rockstar. So I'm, I'm just going to say, yeah, Insomniac. Um, in terms of scale, quality of product, speed at which or rate at which they release games, mm-hmm. lack of Crunch, seemingly. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, y- why not? Huh? 
Yeah. Yeah, I've written it's quite hard to quantify mm, what is. is a premier studio so we never know what's going on inside so they could be treating their workers like rubbish but they we could. don't know that so we'll just go with positive thinking and everyone in there is really happy with their job yeah. mm. um, they get to hang out with Spider-Man yeah and they've got like that Spider-Man they've got some real they've acquired some real good titles and some real good um, storylines I mean Wolverine I'm already very excited for yeah. um, I got it wrong by the way it wasn't snicked was it snicked? What did I say? It was sh- I said shicked. It's snicked. Snicked. Is that oh, the yeah. sort of It's snicked. snicked. That's the comic noise. I'd have said shween. Yeah. <laughs> shween. Shween. Yeah. I'm Wolverine. Shween. shween. I suppose it's no different from snicked. No, snicked is strange. Snicked sounds kind of like a small little no. Snicked. Just snicked. a hidden Shween seems like snicked. Shween. Snicked. Yeah. <laughs> snicked. Exactly um, Wolverine, yeah. Yeah, and I think that like, I mean... They're definitely for the PS5 specifically pulling it out of the bag so mm-hmm. far, um, and are probably one of the main reasons a lot of people are excited about the PS5 and the games that are on the PS5. Yeah. I mean, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart, the Spider Man's, and uh, Wolverine. Spider Man and Wolverine are PS5 exclusives, so that's going to be really interesting to see what they do with the actual capabilities of the PS5 if it's actually completely exclusive. Um, and I just think they are pretty damn good at the moment like you're saying there is obviously studios that are also doing pretty good things but right now insomniac are everywhere and are really doing bits so i i have to agree i think maybe if not the best top five who was it was it jeff Keeley or who was it who tweeted after the playstation showcase who said like my favorite bit of news from the showcase was learning that Insomniac now has 5,000 employees or something. I don't know, but um, yeah. Someone yeah, said that. Was, yeah. Yeah. Um, just the joke being that, uh, how many games now? I mean, it's mm-hmm. been two this year. We've had Miles Morales and Ratchet and Clank, yeah. who, which were both PS5 and PS4, which is, well, was Ratchet and Clank PS4? Or was it just PS5? PS5? Only PS5. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Rift Apart. Yeah, it was yeah. PS5. Yeah. Um, and then there's, well, Wolverine and um spider-man and spider-man spider-man's not until 2023 so we've got a little while to wait yet but they're clearly working but, on them in tandem yeah they definitely are so and i also got loads of other games in their pocket like sunset overdrive is a really good i really enjoy sunset overdrive so they also made the spyro, spyro trilogy, game yeah exactly so, so yeah. they've always kind of been about and putting out some pretty good games and they've been owned by sony for a little while as well haven't they so they're definitely getting a bit more mun 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 yeah to make some pretty cracking games yeah Yes, uh, there's a reason that Marvel are giving Insomniac these licenses, mm-hmm. and it's because that they have a, a good track record. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I would say they're definitely Sony Interactive Entertainment's most important studio mm-hmm. yeah. currently. I think Naughty Dog still have the prestige, yeah, uh, but certainly the proficiency with which Insomniac are churning out games of a really high standard. Mm-hmm. It's unbelievable. And I, I spoke about this before when we were talking about uh, Ratchet and Clank or maybe even Miles Morales back when that came out, that if they have found a sustainable model where they don't have to crunch and they are capable of putting out a sort of seven to 10 hour game, mm-hmm. maybe once or twice a year in some instances, mm. yeah. then keep doing that. Yeah. As much as I love, you know, the last of, yeah, I love The Last of Us Part Two. I was going to say it's tough going, but it's a brilliant I game. I really like that game, yeah. 
it didn't really need to be 25 hours. They yeah. could have that could have been the last of us part 2 and part 3. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um and it took us years and years and years to get it. And yeah, you're paying the same price for a 25 hour game as you are for Insomniac's 7 to 10 hour game. But you can play a 7 to 10 hour game again much easier. You can. And also game. you're getting it far more regularly. Mm -hmm. And I think there's a lot to be said for that. Insomniac as you say, Ashton, pending some horrible situation yeah. going on internally seem to have their seem to have their flip together mm. they know they they've got a model and it works for them mm -hmm. and that's great and we may not see a game from them for a little while now because they have pretty much single-handedly propped up the ps5 launch <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah but there's a lot of very exciting stuff on the horizon however as you said peter mm. in terms of the world's greatest studio it's going to come down entirely to your personal preferences yeah. and the things that you want from games and the things that you expect from games. So while I'm not necessarily comfortable labeling them the best studio in the world, and I'm not entirely sure that I'd be comfortable labeling any studio no. the best no. studio in the world, no. I've jotted down a few studios where if their studio name pops up at the beginning of a trailer... I'm instantly Excited. paying attention. Yeah. yeah. And they 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 have my respect and they have my attention. Uh, so uh, I'm trying to find it now. From Software, mm. Mm -hmm. Concerned Ape, the guy who single-handedly did Stardew Valley. Yeah. Um, Naughty Dog, obviously. Yeah. yeah. Rockstar, Insomniac, Obsidian, mm. uh, Giant Sparrow, who did Edith Finch and Unfinished Swan. Uh -huh. uh, Night School Studio, who did uh, Oxenfree and After Party. And there are, that's just a few that I've jotted down mm -hmm. and there are probably more, but there are also a number of studios who have sort of fallen from grace a little yeah. bit over the yeah. year, like CD Projekt. A few sprung to mind. Bethesda. Bethesda, uh, what the, it's Bethesda Game Studios yeah. is the name of their development outfit. Um, and I think also Screenix Bioware. a little bit as well. So mm. You really, you think Square I Enix? think so. I think that like they haven't, I mean, I'm quite excited for their new game because mm. Forspoken is Screenix, isn't it? Sorry? Forspoken. Yes. That's I'd say more it. Crystal Dynamics has sort of fallen a little yeah. bit in, after Marvel's Avengers. Yeah, I just think that like Squeenix seems to be putting out a bunch of different stuff, but it all kind of looks the same. And yeah. I mean, obviously they've yeah. got their like style, but I think there hasn't been a, a Square Enix game that's come out recently that people have been really, really excited for. Mm. I'm trying to think of one. I, I mean, people love obviously Final Fantasy fourteen mm. online and stuff and there's yeah. a lot of excitement on the horizon uh, they do have western studios that are publishing yeah. stuff you know with uh guardians and also marvel's avengers but yeah a lot a lot of what we would consider sort of the prem the premier studios in mm. gaming have had very public missteps in recent years that has really affected their standing where if i see cd project red before a trailer now i will still be interested in yeah. what it's going to be but I'm far less interested and immediately sold on it as I would have been a few years ago. Mm -hmm. But same with Bethesda. Like some years ago, I would have said that they, I would put them in at least in that list that you just made. Um, I wouldn't yeah. necessarily have given them as my final answer for the question. But um, now I will still be interested because I think they, they at least, they can create good worlds, if mm. nothing else, Bethesda. Mm -hmm. Whether they can execute them properly is mm. a different thing. But so I'll go, oh, okay. But it's no longer, yeah, what it, what it once was. And even like, it can it, it can only just be like one or two games that really like twist something like that. Like I would have said Arcane in that list mm. until recently, and then for some reason, just not not that interested in Deathloop at the moment. But the reviews are very good, so mm -hmm. I'll give it a chance. Uh, but also Prey, I thought was just it was 
there was nothing wrong with it, but it just wasn't dishonored, you know? Mm. Yeah. I think Arcane had a really good first few outings and then it was a bit like, oh, yeah, can you can we just just go back a few steps and just do more of that, please? Yeah. Um, so yeah, it can you can have a really short time near the top and then end I think up on naturally it, flu- two. it fluctuates quite a lot with most things. You know, there's yeah. movie studios that will go through really high periods of time and everyone's like trying out amazing games and or movies even, mm. and then they'll just pump out a bunch of rubbish for a couple of months or maybe a year or so, and then they come back with something good. It's naturally going to fluctuate because games and trends and everything are always changing so there's always going to be ones that maybe cd project where we'll put out another game soon and it'll be amazing and that will like boost how much we like it maybe insomniac will put out the next spider-man and it'll be trash and mm-hmm. we'll be like wow we thought they were amazing last Rubbish, year and they're yeah. horrible now Insomnia. so naturally it's going to fluctuate because things change people yeah. change developers change so it's like same with publishers yeah. there's once a time i used to see the ubisoft logo and whatever they were making i, I just thought this is going to be great mm-hmm. and now if they really have to work hard to make anything. Yeah, no, I'm the same. Yeah. I agree. Yeah, it's uh, you're right, Ashton. It it really it doesn't take much to ruin your track record. As it stands, Insomniac have a really strong recent track yeah. record mm-hmm. and really strong recent showing, um, and they show no signs of stopping. And not every studio can afford to do that because of the types of games that they make. Yeah. Uh, but certainly, you the the best studio in the world is going to depend entirely upon the kind of games that you enjoy and play. Uh, But there we are. It is time to move on to the big discussion. Big discussion time. Time for the big discussion. This week's big discussion comes courtesy of Callum's story who asks, how excited or disappointed were you after the PlayStation showcase and has it changed your view of this console generation Overall, obviously, we're a little late on this one because yeah. the PlayStation Showcase was last week, but we recorded it was before. So we're only now getting to properly talk about it. Mm-hmm. Obviously, if you didn't get to watch it, you can see our live reactions. You can see our What Happened At videos on the YouTube channel. Uh, so go check those out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, broadly speaking, I was uh, very, I really enjoyed it. I don't know if I would say excited um, because I don't tend to, get excited about that many games nowadays because it it always feels like you hear about them quite far ahead of time lately and uh so i I don't like to like build myself up for two years or whatever um but what i saw in that showcase i thought i thought it was a great showcase basically um i thought there was a really good mix of um uh new reveals versus updates of things we already knew about Mm -hmm. and also within those new reveals i thought there was a good mix of um new ip and you know sequels or reboots or things like that so it was nice to see um i've I've forgotten the names of all of the i've not thought about that showcase really since last week but what was the name of that um uh did you say it just now ashton that forespoken yeah Yeah. i think that looks really interesting amy hennig's on the writing team is she didn't know that as is gary witter i'm even more interested um i'm excited about knights of the old republic of course oh yeah of course i forgot about knights of the old yeah see there's a lot to much to think about as it were (laughs) um wolverine was a great reveal um you know it's it's a ways away but it you know just you know what way to just reveal that when I hadn't heard rumors of, of that or anything. I didn't know. Mm. No. You know, I've not heard a, a whisper about that. And then suddenly, oh, who's this? This isn't Spider. It said Marvel. This isn't Spider Man, but it's Insomniac. What? 
and then the claws. Schween. 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 Wolverschween. I thought it was it was really good. There wasn't there wasn't really uh, a noticeable low point in in the showcase for me. I know you feel a bit different, yeah. Than ben, but it, yeah, it's Ashton's turn next. Yeah, I th- I am really excited. I think that. I mean, we've been burned before. Yes. We've been burned before, so we're not going to get too excited until we've actually seen gameplay and stuff. But I think there is a lot to look forward to over the next sort of year and a half, two years. Um, Not just with PlayStation, I think obviously a lot of the games that we saw at Gamescom and also at uh, E3 are coming out on PlayStation as well. So generally, there's a lot to look forward to in the next year and a half. Um, But I do think that the PlayStation showcase, like you're saying, was kind of the right level of new stuff, things we knew about and updates on things that we kind of were acutely aware of that were happening. Um, God of War Ragnarok, I'm really excited for. I really enjoyed the first God of War and I'm excited for the next one to come out. Um, there's been a lot of stuff about God of War. Um, people getting annoyed about the way that Thor that is fat. Ridiculous. There's yeah. people like, oh, why is Thor fat? And everyone's they reused like, the boat animation. There's a reason yeah. he doesn't look like a Greek god. Because he's a Norse he's god. Not a flipping Greek god. Um, and everyone was getting annoyed. Not everyone. A bunch of people getting annoyed about the fact that the young girl at the end, I can't remember what her name is, is a young black girl mm. giant. Everyone yeah. was like, oh, there was a great she, Twitter thread. There's from... no black people in the Norse mythology. Was it one of the directors, game yeah, directors? Yeah, there was the a game. great thread yeah. about how, well, actually, if you look at how we've adapted all of North well, Mythology. Well, yeah, I, I retweeted his, because he was saying about how he's had to use the mute button so much yeah. since the trailer came out, because people were just... Being... Well, they were just saying, oh, yeah, you mean just like there was a god called Kratos back yeah. in like, yeah. Greek mythology. Yeah. Um, yeah. Or they, I mean, they were fast and like... loose with all of Norse yeah. mythology to fit their fit their game. So, it, like, yeah, they were like, it's not, says more about it's you not true to the mythology, Han. Huh? We're allowed to have a bit of creative license with it. Um, yeah, and KOTOR I'm really excited about as well. I think that was one of the things that, that was an amazing kickoff when mm. the showcase was KOTOR. I think that that was a really exciting start. I think you were saying last week that it had a really exciting middle. No, it had a really exciting beginning and end. Yeah. A little bit of a slump in the middle, but that is tends to how it happens because we get the punch off at the beginning and then the punchy thing at the end and in the middle we get just kind of the things that they're like we want to talk about this but we know that maybe you already know about this or it's not really exciting i agree when it did go down in the middle but i don't think it was bad robert whereas robert it did go down (laughs) but i didn't i didn't think it went below average below my threshold of were you were you actively somewhat unexcited in the middle no, no, this is this is the really weird thing that I, that I'm that I have been struggling with, and I did do a tweet about it, mm-hmm. and a lot of people made me feel far more sane afterwards. Is that I watched it and I came away from it. There's so much there that I'm looking forward to. Mm. Yeah, but I came away from it like that was good. That was good. I enjoyed that. But people on Twitter were acting like it was the greatest thing they'd yeah. ever seen. Yeah. And I and I just thought, I mean, th- and this is not to take anything away from anyone. Obviously, if you're excited about it, that's brilliant. Good for you. But as a fan of PlayStation, and as a fan of Spider-Man, as a fan of a lot of those games shown there, mm. why don't I feel like that? Yeah. Like, I'm not trying to pick a fight or argue with anyone. I was just jet- like internally <laughs> having a bit so of a confused. crisis. Like, why don't I feel that excited? And I'm trying to work out why I didn't come away from it being hugely excited. Do you think it's because 
the last couple months, obviously there's not been a lot that's happened over the last year in terms of games. There's been a couple of things. But do you think it's because the last couple of months there's been so much game announcement and so much information that it's kind of now like we're just we're just um, we just get it. We're like, okay, great. Next. It could be that. It I think it's also the fact that it is following up perhaps an impossibly brilliant first showcase. Yeah. Mm. Where it showed off the PS5, it showed off the price. We saw tons of game announcements mm-hmm. that we knew nothing about. Miles Morales, God of War. Kena uh, Bridge of Spirit. Kena. Yeah. Horizon. 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 Um, Demon's Souls. Mm-hmm. Bug Snacks. Like yeah. all of these PS5 games and it was like bang. But Gran Turismo. It was like flipping it guys. Yeah. Slow down. This is insane. So maybe expectations were unreasonably high yeah. for this. Um, and again, I didn't come away disappointed. I'm just trying to work out why I'm not as excited as other people. I think it's yeah. also that God of War, you know, it's great to see it running, but it looks like God of War. Mm-hmm. And that's perhaps, that was never going to be surprising, but it, no. that might be it. And also the vast majority of the games that we saw, we already knew were happening. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Wolverine, Sheen, and uh, KOTOR were perhaps the only two surprises there. Spider-Man 2... We knew was going to. Forspoken's already soon. was already announced. Oh, was it? Was it? Yeah, I'd not. Oh, heard I of haven't it. heard of it. Forspoken was was announced previously, but I think that's the first time we got a proper good look at it. Right. Mm. Um, and Marvel Spider Man Two was an inevitability. Yeah. yeah. Nice to see it. Obviously, Venom, brilliant, like that. Um, but perhaps that's sort of what I gleaned from because I got a lot of responses from people on Twitter, and predictably, the only people who on on average. The vast majority of people who responded were people who kind of fell in line with how I was feeling. Mm. And that was largely what they were saying is that it's a lot of games that we already knew about and that, you know, a lot of these games are really far away. Yeah. Um, So that might be why. A lot to look forward to, but I did come away from it afterwards wondering why I wasn't as excited as everyone else. I don't think I'm too upset that these games are a little bit far further away than we've been used to the last like games on E3 because I think that it gives me a bit of time yeah. to to kind of look into the game a bit more and not think I have to buy this in four months yeah. because it's coming out in four months along with 15 other games. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think I'm kind of happy that things weren't next month, in three months' time, tomorrow. I'm kind of happy about that. But I I, I did really enjoy it. I think that there was games in there that for a bit of a, bit of a thing for everyone. There was that game, that Eve one that was like some kind of JRPG Bayonetta situation that went on for... What felt like a thousand years, yeah, but uh, did eventually end. That was the low point for me. That but. was the low point, yeah. There was like Chia, which I'm really excited about. I think it's really chill and really cute. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously we had God of War. There was Gran Turismo, which I don't think any of us are particularly interested yeah, in. Yeah, but I, I see usually. why. Yeah, I but see I get why it. Like I understand. Wonderland. The real driving experience. Didn't feel like it needed to be there. Like a couple of games, it felt like there were contractual obligations for them to be there. I was kind Deathloop, of Wonderlands, yeah. Guardians. It's like those didn't yeah. really... Really need to be. I'm I glad we only... got a bit more gameplay for Guardians and yeah. for um. Oh no, it wasn't gameplay really. It was more story trailer for Guardians, and I was glad that we got gameplay for Wonderlands because we yes, hadn't actually seen absolutely. any. Again, I'm happy um, to see those things. But yeah, I do but... think that maybe they could have just been outside of it. Yeah. And maybe something else that was new could have taken its place. I guess but, it depends yeah. on uh, the value you place or, or the approach you have to what kind of counts as new in your own head. Like mm-hmm. if you if it's something that yeah, all right, maybe the we know it's coming. For example, Spider-Man 2. That that wasn't a surprise that that game existed and probably wasn't a surprise it was at that show. Mm. I think everyone probably thought, might see Spider-Man 2 today. Mm. But 
we didn't know that Venom would be in it. We didn't know, I mean, it's not been confirmed, but that Craven almost certainly is in it. Mm. So you can take things from that that you didn't know going in. You might have known there'd be a Spider-Man 2, but you didn't know it was Venom. So that, to me, is some of the excitement I get out of things like that where, yeah, all right, Spider-Man 2 is going to be there, but what will it be like? What will it be about? Um, And you could say the same perhaps about God of War. You know, we learned more about that game. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, if you say Forspoken as well was already had been talked about, to actually see it for the first time is... You know, also yeah. a nice thing. And that's that's a new thing in that sense. So and that's kind of, if anything, sold you the game. Yeah. Because it's you can see what it looks like. Mm-hmm. You can the see other, how it's meant to play. Exactly. And the, and the other thing is, for me, and maybe some other people who you might have seen on Twitter being very uh, positive about the showcase, is that, as I said to my initial answer to the question, I didn't come away feeling excited in the sense that I have a lot of anticipation for what's coming and, oh, here it comes, like like Christmas Eve. Yeah. Um, I just came away thinking that was a good showcase, but I'm yeah. not thinking, oh, you know, I can't wait mm-hmm. and here it comes. And I think there's a slight difference there between the two. Like some people were and actively are excited in that Christmas Eve kind of way. But I, I personally just thought, it was a good showcase. I enjoyed the games. Yeah. Um, and that, yeah, I think there's a, a slight difference there between the two. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. I agree. I was, I must say, a little disappointed by the Naughty Dog showing. Not that I was expecting them to, well, I think a lot of people were expecting them to be there, perhaps with factions, the Last of Us multiplayer thing mm. they're working on. Oh, yeah. But the Uncharted 4 and Lost Legacy bundle is weird and i don't know why out the drake yeah, collection first weird. well there, there's that but also it's a weird thing i get if they want to release those games on pc and even then you're right it's flipping weird to not give them one to three yeah uh, but also to re-release them on ps5 and presumably make people pay for them again, again mm. yeah is weird and i know i mean there aren't a huge amount of ps5s in the wild for you know people to buy uh but there's a good chance that the people who already have ps5s had ps4s and if they wanted to play uh, Uncharted 4 or Lost Legacy, they could do via backwards compatibility. And they've already done free patches for a lot of their first-party games on PS4 to make them run better on PS5. Mm. So packaging them up and selling them feels like a cynical move to me. And the fact that that had dedicated time to say, Uncharted 4 and Lost Legacy, we're selling it to you again, Mm. was a bit... I don't know. I yeah. found that one to be a little bit disappointing, personally. I'm not going to buy it because I have it on PS4, and I'll just play it again that way. Yeah, I'm not going to buy it, but I think I'll probably play it again around the time that it re-releases. Yeah, it's just because weird. I don't know. I've wanted a reason to replay it, but yeah. I get that they're releasing them on PC, but to, to re-release it on PS5, there's currently no news, I don't think, of like an upgrade path for people who already own the original. And it's just, it's a problem again with Sony and their mixed messaging about you know, the, the console generations. Yeah, some are getting free patches. Some are getting paid upgrades. It's all kind of all over the place. Yeah. Um, not a huge fan of this move, personally. I mm. found that quite disappointing. I wanted to see something from Naughty Dog, really. Mm-hmm. Even if it was just... Even if we're teasing something that's coming out in 2023. Yeah. yeah. Can we not see just a little bit a of little what Naughty Dog are working on, maybe? Yeah, something. I don't know. On the whole, though, great show. Yeah. yeah. But I... I came away from it less excited than other people did. I think. Which is okay. No, it's okay. 
Incidentally, you are yeah. correct that Wild has been cancelled. Yes, I, I did just, look it up. Afterwards. I didn't look at it. I, I just happened to stumble across an article about, like an old article from. A it was of this year. Ago. Yeah, yeah, it was really it was like, recent. Oh, it's funny. We were just talking about that the other day. Wild being a game where you could take control of animals, much right. like uh, Cheer. Cheer. Uh, but yeah, seemingly, I don't think it's completely officially out there from a. a an actual spokesperson, but I think someone on the team or something has said, it's, yeah, it's not happening. Yeah it's, dead, that. yeah, it's dead. Yeah, But there we are. Let us know what you think about everything we've discussed today in the comments below. And also on various other platforms, Peter's going to tell you about them right meow. You can go to youtube.com and twitch.tv forward slash team triple jump for all of our content. That's videos on YouTube and streams on YouTube and Twitch. When we're streaming, we are modded by Lord Rotovich, Trialing Badger and Mr. Black. Speaking of Twitch, if you've got Amazon Prime, one of the benefits of that is a Twitch sub. Mm, it's not yeah. anything extra. It's just in there. It's in the bundle. You and also, they don't account. tell you when it runs out because they don't want you to use it. Yeah. So you've got to do it every month. Yeah. Don't forget. Uh, <laughs> Twitter.com and Facebook.com forward slash Team Triple Jump. That's our social media presence. Twitter is uh, where we have our video and live stream announcements, things like that. Uh, Facebook, more for legacy video content and also oh. new things too, like Facebook Lives. <sighs> And, yeah. uh, weird newses and weird news posts which are also on Twitter and, and so on uh, looked after by Fraser who's our community manager and he's doing a great job uh, and uh, patreon.com forward slash team triple jump is where you can go to check out our Patreon new tiers are coming it's very exciting um, so uh, keep an eye out for those and if you're already a patron as Ben said at the top of the podcast you'll be able to see a little sneak peek about uh, <gasps> what's what's, what's happening There'll be something special dropping on your podcast feeds on Monday as well. Mm. So keep an eye out for that. Um, we have a website and it is working. Yes. It's triplejet.mup. So triplej.mp in case I didn't pronounce that correctly. You did. Um, if you want to join our Discord, you can go to triplejet.mup forward slash Discord where everyone is, likes to hang out and chat to each other and sometimes play games with each other. Um, we're modded by Jack, Joe and Holloway. So if you ever see on there and they tell you to stop doing something, Stop doing Stop it. it. Stop it. Get um, some help. They <laughs> get some help. You can listen to our podcast in all of its means if you go to triplejet.map forward slash podcast. Maybe listen while you're making a, making a beverage, making dinner. Maybe. See whatever takes your fancy. Yeah. Um, you can watch all of our live stream VODs, which is a lot per week, and even more so if there's a game announcement happening, um, which is triplejet.map forward slash VODs. Um, so you can check that out there. And also, very exciting, <gasps> in case you haven't noticed, no, 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 no. This is my top. New. New, new. New, new. New, new merch. New, new. Um, you can go to triplejumpshop.com to check out all of our new merch. Pins, t-shirts, a USB. You can also get all of the old previous merch if you've missed out on purchasing one of those. Yeah, all the stuff that um, wasn't limited, that is. Yeah, some of it's gone forever. Yeah. Um, and if you want to find out about that or if you want to find out about the next merch drop you can follow at triple jump shop on twitter for all of the latest news and updates on our merch hmm. why not follow peter and ashton on twitter and instagram at that peter austin and at scrambled ashton mm -hmm. and myself just on twitter at confused underscore dude we do lists every tuesday wednesday and thursday that's right isn't it yeah. every monday tuesday wednesday thursday friday we do streams monday tuesday wednesday friday being the solo streams on twitch thursday being the joint stream blazer on youtube Worst Games Ever is fortnightly Friday for patrons of a certain tier. Sunday for everyone else. It is a Worst Games Ever week this week. Mm -hmm. 
podcast is every Saturday and we do shows one every other week or thereabouts. Why not leave a review on iTunes or your platform of choice? It helps something to do with Al Gore's rhythm. Triplejump.gg for virtual digital currencies and subscriptions and all sorts of stuff like that. We are hiring a freelance writer. We need you to go to triplejump.mup right now. Click on the careers tab and apply. If you would like to write top 10 lists for us for YouTube, you will be paid and you'll be part of the freelance team. So go check out the listing now. Um, you probably don't have a huge amount of time left because we will be going through the applications next week if you're just hearing this now. So if you can get this written this weekend, that'll be a good idea. Mm-hmm. Uh, we will, of course, communicate to you when the uh, applications will be closing. It's on the website. But there's a good chance that we will just go until we find the right person and yeah. we'll close it. So if you want to apply, do, do it. it. Just do it. Don't wait. There's a quipscope about Life is Strange. Uh, it's Worst Games Ever Week. We said that. And there's new merch. It's all very exciting. Loads of Patreon announcements coming very soon. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're already on Patreon, as Peter said, you will have some news about that already, probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we'll tell you all about it on Monday. It's exciting, though. Patreon.com forward slash Team Triple Jump. Go support us. You don't want to miss out. Just enough time, yeah. then, for Ben to give us today's sponsor. Yes, once more, it is uh, uh, Life is Strange Blue Colors and Life is Strange Life, Life is, is beige. beige, thank you, True Colors, which is the dual release for dogs. Sounds like we're finishing so just in time. So they can play the game Stompy times. as well. The, we're dogs, the dogs are coming. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Woof, woof. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 